You're listening to Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 70, Must-ing. Create an Unstoppable Life is the podcast for smart professionals who often get in your own way. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a chronic overcomplicator, overworker, overthinker, turn life coach who wants more in life. Each episode, we'll explore how to think differently, get unstuck, and move towards a life of personal and professional fulfillment. So glad you're here. Welcome back. It's been a few weeks and it is genuinely awesome to be back. I create my schedule a few months in advance and I pack December full. And I'll tell you, it is going quick. Getting back into the swing of some hospital medicine, spending time coaching. Speaking of which, are you ready? Are you ready to get out of your own way? Ready to see yourself differently? Ready to venture into the unknown and create an unstoppable life? Seriously, my friends, this is the good stuff. It's what I work with others to achieve, to create, to live. And in three months or six months, your life can look totally different. You can be on a completely different trajectory. You really can stop fighting with yourself. Yep. Stop fighting with others. End your day with energy. Stop the habits to soothe your discomfort. You know, the overeating, overworking, overthinking, overconsuming. So sign up for a call. It's complimentary. I'd love to talk to you. Start to dream again. And if you're wondering, I really do sound like this in real life. (laughs) I've gotten on a few calls and people say, I wonder what you sound like. This. GeorgeMDCoaching.com. Go to the work with me page. There's a few questions to fill out and we'll talk. Simple. Today, what are we going to talk about? How about inaction and must-ing? Stay tuned. We'll get to the definition of that later. We've talked about wanting that passive process. Compared it with hunger, an active process. So what's normal? Inaction. Thinking about planning, researching, talking with others, gathering advice, thinking some more, getting scared, not knowing how. Then the overwhelm, spinning around, doubting that whatever we wanted to do in the first place was worth it or important. Sigh. You see what's going on? Are you equally amused? We're doing stuff but getting nowhere and we're really not doing stuff. It's just all stuck in our head. It feels like action, except it's passive learning and consuming, and it's not the same as action. So how do you know the difference? Action is risk, that feeling of discomfort in your stomach, or maybe your mind spins around, or there's some other clue in your body that change and vulnerability are taking place. It's doing things like standing up, stepping out, spending the money, committing, and following through committing your time, committing to others. Action has uncertainty and the results are not predictable. Hence that feeling in your body. If I sit down and study for six hours, it's predictable how it's going to go. There's no risk. If I sit down to record a podcast, do it, then release it, there's risk. What happens when it's released into the world? 
If I have an honest conversation with someone about who I am, what I'm working towards, the uncertainty I have, the action I'm taking, there's risk. I don't know how it's going to be received. I don't know how I'm going to feel. That's action. Passive is comfortable and soothing. Action is uncomfortable. The excuses start because we don't want to be uncomfortable. I was talking with a doc who's considering a new practice model and asked, does thinking about it feel like ass? Okay, you're doing it right. You're exactly where you need to be. That's what being an entrepreneur and doing something new, that's what it feels like. It doesn't always feel like that, but when you start, it does. That's how you know you're on the right track. That fight, that's what ensues when we start thinking about something new or we start working towards something new or different or we have uncertainty. That primitive place in our mind, it wants to be safe and expend minimal energy and seek pleasure and it's ready for a fight. And then there's that higher level of functioning, that high level of thinking that wants to work towards something greater. It'll fight back. Sometimes not as hard. It'll fight back. And we all have it. And we try to find this in-between to safely feel like we're doing something. So I went to see Clay a couple days ago. Clay is my hairdresser. He's amazing. I went to see him and said, it's time for change. It's got to change. Time for change. And then I started bargaining. But what if we just do this? We could leave this a little bit longer. And I could hear what was going on. And it sounded so good. Like I really had a suggestion. But what I wanted to do was change, but not so much. I really wanted to feel safe in that change. Except I wanted to change. And as I'm saying it, as I'm hearing it, it sounds ridiculous. As he's hearing it, it sounds ridiculous. The bargaining. And then eventually it was, okay, enough of the excuses. It's just time to change. Action requires risk. There are a number of things that we hope will get better. That's inaction. There are things we want to get better. That's inaction. Waiting to see if things get better. That's inaction. Waiting to learn something new. Inaction. Here's what hungry people do. Have uncomfortable conversations. Discuss challenges. Honest with themselves and others. And by others, that's people they're accountable to. People we're accountable to, not the general public. Hungry people make a plan and each day ask themselves, what's the one thing I can do today such that it will make everything else easier or unnecessary? And then they do that. And that phrase, that question, that comes from the book, The One Thing by Carrie Keller. Phenomenal book. So much wisdom and goodness, and we're going to get to a little bit more of that later. It's all about mindset, which means it's about our fundamental beliefs. When we believe, it's impossible to do nothing. I'm going to say that again. When we believe, it's impossible to do nothing. The difference between want and hunger, it's only belief. It's essential to notice this to really look at what the words, the, the message the words are conveying. So many of you share this with me in one form or another. Thank you, by the way. You add a lot of joy to my life. You share your wants. You share your kind of beliefs or what you want to believe. This is encouragement to reach for that hunger. It's a different life experience. 
It's a fulfilling life experience. When you believe you can get out of debt, you take action. It's not enough to wait the year or two years or five years of payments go by. It's got to happen now. What else can I do to make it happen now? When you believe you can run a 5K, you start training. You put those shoes on, you get out the door. When you believe you can lose weight, you change your habits. You stop yourself mid-cookie if that's what it takes. You change those habits because doing anything else is not even an option. When you believe you're unstoppable, you quit stopping yourself. You quit allowing the excuses that come up in your mind that sound so good, you don't even entertain them. You quit the doubt. You quit paying attention to the fear. You trust that all the answers are available to you. There is no uncertainty. I believe I can run a half marathon, so this should be no shock. I've started running and running with belief and running with a target in mind. And I started thinking yesterday, well, if I can do a half marathon and I can manage my mind, then why can't I do a full marathon? Smile. When you believe you can, you must. That's the difference. When you believe that your patient care is being compromised for any reason, you must do something about it. Going back to action then, you can ask yourself, is the action I'm taking like someone who must? Someone who must build their business, start their business, grow their business, master their craft, become more effective in any capacity, use time more effectively. You can ask yourself from the outside, would anyone doubt that I'm on a mission? The point of this question is not what other people think. I don't care what other people think. They don't have access to speak into my life. I'm only interested in what I'm showing others. Is it enough to say that that's a woman with her hair on fire? Must-ing. Defining this word is taking action on what you must do. Must-ing. Notice there's nothing here that is asking, am I taking the right action? It's not a requirement. You'll never know if you're taking the right action until you start getting results. Are they the results you want? Right action. Results less than you want? Needs tweaking. Simple. So how do you know if you're must-ing? You know I'm a doctor, so here's an example that everyone can relate to. Your bladder was full 15 minutes ago. Or if you're a woman who's been pregnant, you're waiting for the ultrasound. You got to go. It's all you can think about. There's like nothing else you can think about. You have got to look for the bathroom. So what happens? Do you take your time? Do you think, should I go? Maybe it's not the right time. I'll just go a little bit. I don't want to be too much. No, you don't do any of that ridiculousness. You go. You go furiously, right? Like someone who has one thing to complete, someone on a mission, they must void. You're focused, clear, and hungry to complete this task. There's no excuse, no downplaying, no negotiating, no holding back, no limiting, and no questioning. Yes, I'm comparing a bodily function with a mind process. If you need to create your own example, just do. Am I doing this as someone who simply must? There is no other question.
Let's go back to the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. You've probably heard of Keller Williams' reality, right? That's him. Doing these things is how he became successful. Here's the question. What is the one thing I can do today such that it will make everything else easier or unnecessary? It's a beautiful question, right? Puts everything into perspective. The premise of the question is to find the place to narrow in on, put all our effort into it, and create huge results. Here's his example. And I'm just going to read it from the book. It's on page 40. In 2001, I called a meeting of our key executive team. As fast as we were growing, we were still not acknowledged by the very top people in our industry. I challenged our group to brainstorm 100 ways to turn the situation around. It took us all day to come up with the list. The next morning, we narrowed the list down to 10 ideas. And from there, we chose just one big idea. The one that we decided on was that I would write a book on how to become an elite performer in our industry. It worked. Eight years later, that one book had not only become a national bestseller, but it had also morphed into a series of books with a total sales of over a million copies. In an industry of about a million people, one thing changed our image forever. As you are musting, ask yourself that question regularly. What is the one thing I can do today such that it will make everything else easier or unnecessary? And then do it. Stop wanting, start getting. Or stop wanting, just let it go. Saying that you want something and not doing anything about it, it's unhelpful. It's deceptive. It sounds really nice, especially when we share it with others, like if it's a big goal. But it doesn't put any pressure on us. It's like the book on the nightstand. It sits there, it looks good. There's no pressure to pick it up or do anything with it. And it keeps us from committing to something great. It keeps us in the passive seat to want without action. It keeps us from clarifying and choosing. But even more importantly, it keeps us from the results that we're hungry for. It keeps us from growing our lives, from experiencing fulfillment, from contributing to others. And I think that's the ultimate goal of life. I think that's fulfillment, growth and contribution. It's one of the things Tony Robbins talks about. How do you create a fulfilling life? You grow and you contribute. Getting hungry, feeding hunger. It's uncomfortable. It irritates others. No joke. It becomes a discriminator for people in our lives. Discriminates who's on our team, who's not on our team. Who wants to understand, who wants to support, and who doesn't. It's a clarifier for ourselves on our time, our energy, our money, what fits and what doesn't. It's the holidays. What if you started musting? Doing the things you absolutely must. No excuses, no holding back, even without any guarantees. Your life will change. Everything you want in life is available. Does that seem kind of crazy? It is. It's not available to the person you are right now, but to the person who you can become or evolve into, the person who's hungry and taking action, it is all available to you. Everything you want. Deeper relationships, connection with like-minded people, a team who is cheering for you, financial freedom, 
a body you're proud of that moves in a way that brings joy, abundant energy, all of that and more. Can you tell what I'm hungry for? That was my list. It can be your list. You can put anything on your list that you want. And when you believe it, you must, you must do it. What does it take to believe at that level? Clearing out the clutter, rewiring your mind, surrounding yourself with community that's doing hard stuff. And all that really means is getting out of your own way. In my opinion, hiring a coach, no joke, to get on track, stay on track, stay focused on your target. Tony Robbins, we've talked about this in a different episode. For change to happen, you need three things. You need to say three things. You need to believe three things. It must change now. I must change it now. I can change it now. Must-ing. On fire for your purpose. There is no other option. There is no greater gift you can give yourself in this world than to do what you must. Returning to the book, again, the one thing. There are six lies between you and success. The first, everything matters equally. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Number two, that multitasking is the way. It's not. Focused time on one thing. Number three, a disciplined life. It's not about discipline. It's about habits on purpose. Number four, willpower is always on will control. It's not. It's setting yourself up for success. It's having systems in place, people in place, holding yourself accountable and doing it. Number five, that we're supposed to lead a balanced life. There are plenty of imbalances. It's figuring it out. And finally, six, that big is bad. Big dreams, big goals, big actions, and none of that's bad. You want an unstoppable life? Take action. You'll know how well you're doing because if you're uncomfortable, you're doing it right. Action involves risk. Two, feed your hunger. Three, every step of the way, ask yourself, is this a want or is this a hunger that I'm feeding? By the way, this works for weight loss goals too. I use it with myself a lot and the cookies. I recognize and decide when I want to feed the want because they're never about the hunger and when I'm going to stay focused on feeding the hunger. All my best. High five from the Weston Austin Business Center. That's why I'm recording this episode. Why? Because I'm hungry to produce a podcast. It's time. Happy holidays. I will see you next time. Ciao. Are you ready to create an unstoppable life? To start dreaming again and working towards it? I'd love to talk with you. Sign up for a discovery call at georgemdcoaching.com. You can find it on the work with me page.